Hey everybody, welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Now today we are talking, does branding actually matter in business to business marketing? And I'm pretty sure nobody is going to be shocked to hear us say, yes, yes, it matters a lot. And let me just say one really quick thing, because it's pretty much going to summarize everything, but I do want you to listen to the end of the episode. Um, if you would like to close more deals, and if you would like things to be easier, branding really matters in the business-to-business world. Daisy? I agree. And the question isn't even does branding matter for sales, but if you're doing marketing at all, what are you marketing? You can't market something that doesn't exist, and you have to be marketing an actual brand. Otherwise, you're just marketing features, yeah, marketing your benefits list or marketing a product list. You have to have a concept or a core idea that you're marketing if you want to get any attention. Well said, because products do change. Services do evolve because the world changes, and if you're building an exciting, resilient business, you're adjusting to the market. And so if you're anchoring only to products and features, wah, wah. Also, people don't really want to buy software. They don't really want to buy widgets or logistical services or any other consulting. Like That has never been on somebody's top of the wish list. I just want to buy this for no reason. They're buying something having to do with their success or their failures or their frustrations so your brand actually has to align with the humanity behind the decision makers, not your products and not your services. For sure. And if they don't care who they're buying from, it's because they're buying a commodity. So if you want to not be selling commodities, you better be sure that they care about who they're buying from and they want to buy from you. Absolutely. Commoditization, not good for profit. So you guys, we got eight specific reasons why you should be taking your branding very seriously. So Daisy, kick us off. We're going to start with our three R's and those are revenue, reputation, and resilience. Your brand is essential if you want to drive consistent revenue for your business. Because again, if people are ready to buy right now, then maybe they'll find you, maybe they'll be looking for you. But if you want to be top of mind for the 97% of your target market that's not ready to buy right now, you're going to do that through marketing your brand. So that's going to be your revenue pipeline. Reputation, what do people know about you? If all they know is the stuff that you make or the stuff that you sell, they don't understand who you are as an organization and why they should choose you over the competition. So it's very important for your reputation, that people know the right things about your organization. And finally, there's resilience. Brand is what builds loyalty and it what builds consistency in your pipeline over the long term. Because when you prime people to learn about your brand, to like you and to trust you, that's what's going to set your future pipeline up for success. Absolutely. So number two, stack the deck in your favor. That's what branding does. Because exactly for all the reasons Daisy just listed, your resonant brand is resonating with the heart and the minds predictively and proactively. And so when people are researching their options, researching your competitors, they are pre-deciding through their eyes and through the consistency of your intentions, what you put out there before they ever get in a meeting, they're pre-deciding to either choose you because you have an amazing brand or to choose other people because your brand is substandard. 
I would say the next thing is that a brand has to be something that does your job for you when you're not in the room. It goes forth before you and it sounds the trumpets and it captures attention. If you're relying on superstar salespeople to be the only thing that's attractive about doing business with you and your company and purchasing your products or services, that's a very dangerous place to be. You need to make sure that your brand is something that people resonate with and connect to so that before they ever talk to your awesome salespeople, before they ever have a conversation with someone within your organization, they already get a sense of who you are and they're already attracted to learning more. Absolutely. And that brings me to the next one, which is most business to business sales environments, they're heavy. They have a lot of cognitive load, a lot of complexity and sophistication, and that is overload for the brain. But branding can help break through something called heuristics. And that is what the brain prefers when it's getting overwhelmed. And so one very key heuristic is called the familiarity heuristic. The brain prefers things that are familiar. And so if every single touch point that they have come across with your brand and your company is consistent and continues to resonate with what they are looking for and why they are actually buying, you absolutely are positioning yourself ahead of the competition. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at the Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. And to speak of another bias that we all have, we have the familiarity bias. We also have a beauty bias. Human beings, even when they were just born, we like looking at beautiful things. We like bright colors and beautiful designs. We like human faces. So B2B brands often ignore the importance of beauty or at least being striking or compelling or gritty, some kind of emotional context for the way that they present their brand. Yeah, and another note on that it reduces fear and frustration. When something's beautiful, it means there's not tons of words. It means there's not visual complexity where you can understand it quickly. I mean, there's just so much to unpack about what it takes for something to be beautiful and why it is ridiculously effective. And we all instinctively know that beauty is not easy. So the fact that a brand has taken the time and effort to create a beautiful identity, a beautiful experience. These are things that people subconsciously pick up on and they're looking for other ways that you've decided to create excellence in your brand because you've taken the time to be beautiful. Absolutely. So that brings me to the next one, which of course I love. And as business owners out there, they should be loving this one too. It's that brand directly can impact profitability. Now there's the term in marketing and it's called brand equity. And we use that financial language for a reason. It's because when you build an impressive brand that starts to grease the wheels for your organization and build that familiarity, that loyalty, and that reputation, it starts to hold value on its own because you are the one to beat whether or not they've ever met with you in 
person. So brand can actually allow you to increase your prices because you have the reputation that you are the one that can help them solve their problem in the best way. And the symbols and all of the experience around your organization, your brand represents that value. And that leads us right into the next point, which is about valuation. Does a company have a higher value if they can command a high profit margin because of the nature of their brand and because they've already primed their market and their market wants to buy from them? Oh yes, it's not just about how much revenue can you make, it's about what the profit margin is. So being able to have a brand that, if your company is acquired someday, the acquiring company doesn't want to subsume it and erase your brand and recognizes that, hey, your customers want to buy from you, you have the reputation in the market. These are key areas that show you've built a very strong brand. And I know you have additional things to say about valuation because you talk about this a lot. And I get excited though, and I'm so glad this one did come up because so often people don't think about marketing, let alone branding, as having anything to do with their multiplier, having anything to do with exit planning or succession. But I tell you what, so frequently branding either precedes a really excellent exit or it's the immediate first thing they do to repair what was not intact from the company that was just acquired. So valuation is just so important. And also branding, when you're transitioning to a new leadership team or a new ownership team, that allows that transition to happen because it stands on its own. It's not just based on a single person, a single process, a single personality, but that it is representative of something bigger organizationally. So I get very excited about gosh, just go bigger, like expect more from your branding and think broader because I just get excited. And another point that makes companies very attractive in the market is of course their ability to attract and keep talent. Would you like to talk about talent and culture branding? Yes. Yes. So often uh, we work with business to business companies and they say, yeah, but we get all of our business from referrals, or we do have such a great portfolio reputation that people, our, our customers, our buyers are not online. Well, first of all, they're human in the year 2023, they are online. But secondly, guess who is really online researching you? Your prospective employees. And we have intentionally built or evolved brands specifically for that group of stakeholders only, even if it has nothing to do with sales. And this is so, so important because branding is not just about external. It reiterates what's true about you, your culture. And so it can actually impact current employees, but future employees too, and help you build the best talent pipeline possible in that. That's and worthy. With employee turnover continuing to be one of the biggest threats to organizations and you know, sometimes it's easy to find jobs. Sometimes it's hard to find jobs. Some, you know, that talent pool can grow and shrink, but resilience again is about no matter what the job market is doing, you can attract the people that you want to attract to your organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a couple quick things before we, we wrap up, let's talk real quick about what does branding actually mean? Like what are some of the components when we're thinking about why business to business companies? Cause it's not just 
a logo. So where do you start? Like just kind of the quick list of what do people need to understand about branding holistically that accomplishes these eight things we've gone through? So even in the the word itself, branding, it's about putting your stamp intentionally on everything. And this starts with obviously who your company is. What do you care about? What are your values? What is the story of your brand and what character are you playing in the story that people are telling themselves about what they want to accomplish? It's the look and feel of your website, your sales collateral, how you present, how your customer service folks answer the phone and what they say. It's how you treat your employees and how you treat your customers. And it's every time you open your mouth or you create a piece of content or a piece of social media marketing, what is that experience creating for the people that are in your audience? Absolutely. It's basically about thoughtful and intentional choices that can be repeated across an organization no matter where or how different types of stakeholders are engaging. And so that's where that representative component that holds value comes from. And it's not an easy process, but it is doable for literally every organization that is doing something on purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's worthy process though. And it can be incredibly fun because the one other thing about branding is it feels amazing when the visual communication and the choices about how you engage with the humans that make or break your success, it feels good. Shoulders go back. It feels like a call to arms basically for your entire organization and honors the work and the value that you do. So you guys, thank you so much. Would love if you liked this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can get the latest. We are constantly bringing up new things, marketing changes quickly, and we want to make sure that you're armed with the best possible information um, and not just the standard marketing blah, blah, blah that maybe worked back in the 1980s. So we'd love to get your subscribes. Let us know if you've got any questions or comments, and we'll see you next time on Word and Upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.